And good morning. Welcome to our weekly home improvement show. Thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction. Let me spell it at the top here, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus, good morning to you. I know you're there. Save up to 20 gallons. Of- hey, oh. Denny, can you hear me? Oh, there, there you are. Had me scared there just for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's it going? It's going really well, and I hope uh, you had a good week. You and the crews were probably very busy as usual, which is not, uh, which is kind of typical, and that's good. That's that's a good thing, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, you know, I've seen a little bit of rain in the forecast, but we've been lucky this winter. Outside of that, uh, what was it? Ten day stretch of uh, really below zero weather. You know, that's about the only stretch we uh, haven't worked in a year. So it, uh, it we've really been blessed on how much we've been able to get done and get out there as long as we can get materials, which is uh, seems to be a, a, a day-to-day thing for us right now. But we're working our way through that. It uh, we can we can get work done and a couple of rain days isn't isn't going to hurt us. See, we're uh, we're just happy to have seventy-degree weather uh, this early in the season. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, now, what about I was thinking about uh, your cruise during this real? Boy, it's been windy lately. Uh, are you guys are you guys doing a, a bunch of uh, roofing jobs? I would imagine. Yeah, we we went uh, we started full blown on uh, all of our asphalt roofing this this past week, and yeah, there was definitely definitely some some things to work through on uh, the middle of the week with that 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 wind. In fact, uh, there was one job I know we we put off until a little bit later. Just it was it was in kind of a wind tunnel area, so we had to we had to put that off. But there's some things that you have to do and, and safety measures you have to take when you're when you're dealing with 30, 40, 50 mile an hour winds up on top of a roof for sure. Well, I would imagine. Wow, um, anchor yourself down for sure. By the way, if you have any kind of a home improvement question, we're already receiving uh, those via text. If you want to call in your question for Andy or send a text, it is the same number six five one. Nine eight nine nine two two six. Um, so let's grab a text here while we're doing it, so we don't run out of uh, time here. Uh, following hail damage, this texter says, "Our HOA is replacing our roof. We have leaf guard gutters. Now, if the roofer removes them and replaces them, how does that uh, then affect the warranty?" Uh, and they want to know about cost, which, of course, you'd have to visualize the. And come out and measure, but uh, w- w- what about the the warranty issue? This texter wants to know. Well, um, yeah, the, the the warranty would be voided if uh, anybody installed the LeafGuard product outside of us. Just so there's no way to guarantee the install techniques, how the water's going to flow, or anything like that, or even how it's flashed. Um, at the very least, we can work with your roofer, and and they might not have to be removed. And but we can work with them on how to finish it, how to flash it. We, we've worked with them uh, uh, a lot of different roofers on those situations before. And the nice part is, if if you are a LeafGuard customer, you can call your estimator, call the office, and we should be able to give you a number right over the phone on what's going to cost to remove and reinstall your gutters. And and we're pretty flexible in our schedule when it comes to things like that too. We don't want you to be without your gutters for very often, so we can actually come out and take them down. Have the roofers install the roof, and then uh, we'll install the leaf guard. Very good. Good deal. Thank you for that. And uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, Susan, I believe, is calling in this morning from Mendota Heights. Susan, good morning. You are on with Andy Lindis. Yes, good morning. Uh, My husband and I recently purchased a home that has a deck that's probably 10 years old uh, made of ePay, and it's in in great shape, but it obviously needs cleaning, and we don't know 
It doesn't need to be power washed. doesn't be oiled. Do you stain it? And how often? So how do we care for this, um, this deck? That's a really good question. And they make finishing products specifically for the ePay. Penifin, I believe, has a product designed for some of the harder woods, uh, Sickens, uh, possibly. But uh, it's going to be in the prep work that, that, that comes in. Now, you have a deck that should last a very long time, and it is a wood that you're going to want to make sure that you're maintaining on a regular basis because it's, it's pretty expensive. You have an awesome deck. You have one of the rarer decks in, in the entire Twin Cities. So, and, and if, you, if you were to price out what ePay is nowadays, Denny, boy, oh boy, there's not a lot of people choosing that wood just because of the cost, but you need to remove all of the old finish, depending on what type of finish that it has. Chances are it's an oil-based finish. And then use the brightener conditioner. It's probably even more important on a wood like, uh, like ePay to open it up because it is a very dense, hard wood. Um, it's way more dense than oak. It's harder to stain than oak. And you should be able to go and, and, and enjoy a deck for another 20, 30, 40 years. But you're going to have to refinish it on a, on a pretty regular basis. That's really hard wood, you said. Re- really tough wood. Yeah, I've heard of people using, like, teak oil and things like that on ePay decks. I know Luke, uh, maybe on the break here, I'll give uh, our deck expert Luke a, a jingle here. I know there's some extra steps to take with ePay, but off the top of my head, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering them, Denny. All right, i tell you what, we need to take a break here, adjust a few things, and uh, when we come back, we'll pick up on more phone calls and text messages. Your home improvement questions this morning uh, for Andy Lindis, again, either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226. Questions this morning uh, for Andy Lindis, again, either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226. Stand by, we'll be back with more here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show here every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks to uh, Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis again answering your home improvement type of question by phone or by text. Same number applies. So if you want to call in and chat with Andy or uh, send him a text, 651-989-9226. Andy, we've got uh, Eric calling in from Forest Lake, I believe, uh, this morning. Eric, what is your question for Andy? Uh, my question is, is I've got an older Rambler house, and my casement windows on the front of my house, um, the bottom sill is bowing up, and it's right at the brick line, and it's only where I have brick on the house. I'm wondering what I can do about that. The bottom sill, or is it the actual frame of the the window? It's the outside of the frame. And it's just the brick area. Yeah, it's just at the brick. Hmm. There's there's definitely a a a, a moisture issue of sorts and uh, of going on there. That that'd be about the only explanation off the top of my head without taking a look at it or investigating further. There there's some water infiltration happening somewhere that's causing that that to happen. And chances are it might not be the window's fault, but but chances are the window's going to have to be taken out of the hole, out of the wall, in order to fix that. But that's just off the top of my head if I'm if I'm envisioning what you're describing correctly. 
Okay. Okay. So I would, I would check on, uh, it's going to be tough to just replace the sash or just replace the actual frame or, or the actual sill. If the windows are in decent enough shape, you might be able to salvage them, but chances are no. You're going to, there's, there's probably some pretty extensive damage in there if, if all of the sills are actually bowing. All right. 651-989-9226. Here's a question we get from time to time. I know you do too at Linda's. Uh, what is the approximate cost to reshingle a medium-sized Cape Cod house in Minneapolis? There's little roof damage, but shingles have been on there 17 years. Uh, just advising this listener and all the listeners that uh, Lindus will come out uh, and give you an estimate. It's a free ser- uh, free service, right? I mean, that first call is and visit is free. For sure, yeah. All, all estimates are free, and you know there are a variety of shingles that you can choose for your roof, and 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 it might be depending on the ventilation, the insulation, if there's any guttering that's going to go with it. Sometimes there's softened facial work, ceiling repairs that need to happen. Uh, depending on the area of the Twin Cities, we might have to redeck the entire roof. And as you know, uh, you know, uh, but four times more for the cost of a, the sheeting right now than it was at this point last year. So it, wow. it, it can be uh, an average job. It can be anywhere from ten to twenty thousand dollars on on a, on a roof job. Off the, that's a that's a pretty good ballpark to be in, and 17-year-old roof, you should have a few years left in, in that roof. There might be some repairs that you can do, and that's the nice part when when you meet with us, Denny, and this is kind of maybe, you know, not the, the best business mind to have uh, on this, but my favorite reviews are the ones I get where, like we had one last week, Denny, we went out there, people thought their roof was leaking. And mm-hmm. they thought the roof needed to be replaced, and it really had nothing to do with the roof. There's some insulation that needs to be done, and some it was more about their intake and the soffits and some ventilation issues that they're having. So it ended up being you know between the two to three thousand dollar type job instead of the twenty to thirty thousand dollar type job. And so we got a review like, hey, we we called you up for a roof, and then you told us we didn't need it, and this is what we could do to fix it. And I still have another fifteen years on my roof. Yeah, you know, we we don't need to make up work. No, you don't. That's for sure. Six six five one nine eight nine nine two two six is the text and phone number, and there is a line open if you want to talk with Andy. Uh, here's a, a listener who says uh, we have to reshingle. What are the pros and cons of asphalt shingles versus steel roofing? We have a farmhouse in the country. Thank you. You know, um, they're getting closer. And closer uh, every year, it seems, in, in, in pricing. The the warranties you're going to get on most metal roofing are going to be between 25 and 35 years on the finish. You should be able to get a lifetime warranty on the roofing if you pick your shingles properly. And and I would lean towards GAF. I just had really good luck with that, manu- uh, that company as a manufacturer. They're made right here in Minneapolis. And you can get a true 50-year warranty if you pick the right person to install. Uh, if you're in the 320 area code, which I, I believe it is here, yeah, get a hold of uh, Luckin Companies. They'll give you a free estimate, and they can tell you what it's going to cost both ways. And then you can really take a look at it. What's what's the best route for me? Now, if you have any type of ice damming issues, if it's an older farmhouse that, that sometimes has those knee walls upstairs, like some of those old four squares would have with some dormers and you have some ice damming issues, metal roofing might be the better choice for you because 
there's a lot of times not a great way to insulate that attic space in order to get the proper thermal break and insulation and ventilation to happen. So metal roofing has been a good choice in situations like that because it's going to let the snow come off the roof a little bit faster. You're not going to have to worry about it melting. Now, given a, a, a uh, the same house, or you know, oranges to oranges, uh, how long, if much longer, does it take to put on a steel roof, if at all, versus asphalt shingles? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, apples to apples, say your house, Denny. Um, we were able to shingle your house in a day. We would be there with the metal roofing machine for probably four days, maybe five. Okay. That's so it, it does take, there's a lot more material costs that go into a asphalt roof, a lot more labor costs that go into a metal roof. Very good. I'm looking at the phones and text messages here. Uh, there's, a, again, a line open at 651-989-9226 if you want to call and chat with Andy. Uh, this is a front door question, a little garbled here. Uh, what brand? Well, if you want to mention brands, uh, but they want to have you discuss again, uh, steel, wood, uh, you know, fiberglass, what, what types of, uh, front doors are, uh, you guys like? Um, we've had really good luck with the Provia door comes in a wide variety of styles and materials. And we've had really good luck with both their steel door, their higher end steel door, um, and their fiberglass doors. Now, pick one of the doors that's going to have a multi-point locking mechanism for a front door. Remember, your front doors aren't typically used a lot. And for me, as houses move, especially this time of year, keeping it everything locked so that wall is all moving. You don't have to worry about the, the door getting out of adjustment when everything's locked in there. And it's going to, that's going to give you your best air infiltration rating that you can get because the seal all pulls tight when you're able to lock it that way. So multi-point locking mechanism, either fiberglass or steel door, it really is a 50-50 split in, in my office uh, on what people like better. So it, they're both great doors. It's going to come down to your personal taste and aesthetics. I like the steel door because it closes easier for me, and I have a, both a fiberglass and a steel door at my house, and I like the steel door better because it, it does close a little bit easier. It's a little bit heavier. Oh. All right. Very good. Uh, I guess we need to take a break. We're going to have a look at that great forecast, too. Let's see what kind of week we have coming up weather-wise. Uh, 651-989-9226 is our phone number. It's also our text number here on the Home Improvement Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Stay with us. Reading 49 degrees. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every week by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Check them out, lindusconstruction.com, or you can always call them at 1-800-LEAFCARD. Andy Lindus, as usual, helping you out today, either by phone or by text, and we have both, Andy. Let me give you the phone number and the text number. It's the same, 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones. I think Cindy is first up here calling from Minneapolis. Cindy, you are on with Andy Lindus. Good morning. Morning. Um, I'm calling because uh, we have um, in the backyard, uh, we have pavers that lead up to the concrete back steps. And um, we have concerns there. You can see a little gap 
um, underneath the stairs, and it's pretty small, but it looks like it's hollowed out un- maybe under the stairs, and we're uh, worried that um, maybe that could make the pavers cave in or, or might compromise the concrete steps over time, and I'm wondering if that's a thing we should deal with to prevent that from happening, and if so, what company or what kind of company we could get to do something like that. Sounds more like a a landscaping type company, any type of company that will do pavers or patios, things things of that nature. And I think you're right to to want to address this sooner than later. the The problem with with voids and low spots is water is going to get in there more and create a bigger void and a bigger low spot, and it will eventually will compromise the integrity of either the steps or or the pavers. And the nice part about pavers usually is you you might just have to fix you know one row or or it might be just that you're you're filling in that 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 crack i'm not quite sure where this crack is it sounds like it's the transition from the pavers where it meets the steps and it could be that the house is settling right now or has moved a little bit and maybe all the frost isn't out of the ground and as that frost comes back down to the ground it will come back down and settle there i've seen that happen on steps in transition areas before so i'm not quite Maybe not quite visualizing exactly what you have going on, but the, the companies what I would start with would be on the same people that would put a new paving system in. I, I'd start there and go from there. All right, very good. There's a line open, 651-989-9226. Let's go to Prior Lake. Ted is uh, waiting there to ask you a question. Thank you, Ted. What is your question for Andy? Hi, thanks for taking my call. We've got a house that's like 15 years old, and at some point um, they built, the people before us built a three-season porch over part of the deck which is mm-hmm. really nice, except if you look at the flooring, it's still just the decking. If you go underneath, you can see the joists. Mm-hmm. Is there something you can do for that floor to, to make it um, to insulate it or something? Thanks. Uh, yes, and you can retrofit a, a three-season porch and, and try to insulate it and, and turn it into a, a four-season porch. There might be some things that you can do with the, the actual flooring itself, whether you're insulating from below and then redoing the flooring on the inside. You can seal that entire area off with a spray foam and then put a different type of flooring off on the on the inside as well. I highly recommend at that time you take a look at some of the heating floor elements that you can you can install, the roll-out electric mats in that area. If you have any want to at some point in the future turn it into a completely four-season porch, which would typically mean you're going to have to put in different windows, insulate the walls, the attic space, things of that nature. You're going to be a, a step ahead. This is why, Denny, we we price out a lot of, of porches for people. And almost always when they ask us to, to price out a three-season porch, the first thing that we're going to show them is a four-season porch because, as you know, it becomes your, your, your favorite spot of the house. It's, it's where you're going all of the time. And and you when you can't use it four or five months of the year, you, you start to get a little aggravated about that. And you're out in your three-season porch and your stocking cap and heated blanket and <laughs> things of that true. nature. And, right. and, then, uh, and then you find out that it's, it's literally two or three times as much to retrofit a three-season porch into a four-season porch as it would have been to make a four-season porch from the get-go. Then it, it starts to make a lot more sense when, you, when you're building these to make them into a, a four-season area. Sure it does. Does Lindis uh, has Lindis received uh, a lot more requests? Let's say over the last year, or since uh, a year ago, March, uh, to to have you guys build, create porches. Yeah, 
Yeah, everyone's looking for extended living space in in their houses, Denny. That's what, as we as we were forced to be in our houses a little bit more than normal, we're looking for those those extra spots, those getaway spots, those those places that we can really enjoy sitting for hours on end. Which porches, I'm telling you, out of all the spots that I have in my house, my my outside, I don't have a three season porch or a four season porch. I have a covered patio area that I spend the majority of my time, winter, rain, summer, it doesn't matter, I'm outside. All right. Again, 651-989-9226 for your text questions or phone calls. Uh, speaking of phones, let's go to Columbia Heights. Rich has been waiting there to ask you a question. Go ahead, Rich. Thank you. Hi, uh, Andy. Love your show. Um, I have a house probably 20 years old. Um, I put an addition on four years after I built it. That's correct. The house is 25 years old. I think it was designed wrong when they put the addition on. I've had some weekend carpenters come out. What happens is you get the snow on the roof, mm-hmm. and then about two or three feet comes underneath an overhang where no snow can sit on that, and I watch the water. It's a valley, and the water runs down there, and it turns to ice because mm-hmm. there's no snow to give it warm, so it's exposed. Two-by-four walls? north. Pardon? Two by four walls? Uh, no, I got two by six walls. Okay. Um, it's 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 an exception of mine. I'm all winter long. I will sit out there to watch this thing. It's weather. I'm pretty sure I'm insulated <laughs> fine. It's just because when it starts melting, it comes down the valley. They created another valley that's exposed with no no snow can get on it because it goes underneath an eave. And then as the temperature falls, the snow keeps melting, the water underneath the snow, and then it comes by this valley that's exposed with no snow on it, and then it starts building up. So my wife and kids laugh at me because I got a ladder set up, and basically all winter I'm sitting there throwing ice pucks on it <laughs> or whatever. I, it all, I probably had it for 10 years and never had a problem. And my wife called me at work because we got water leaking in the house, and I went wow. home and I was like, a giant ice dam built up. But ever mm-hmm. since then, it's never happened because I won't let it happen. I make sure the valley stays open. And yeah. do you, Are you a believer in heat tape? Do you, do you guys do that? Sometimes, but usually this can be addressed in, in, in a couple different uh, ways. And, and the dirty secret about ice dams, especially if uh, you have any water infiltration at all, is once it gets to your insulation... It's going to make it easier for that ice dam to to happen again because you're you're usually going to compromise the R value of your your attic space once water gets there. The, the dead air space that fiberglass cellulose insulation uses is going to be compromised. It's going to be compressed, so it's going to make the condensation rating is going to is going to go down. It's going to make frost happen easier. It's going to make the the heat loss happen faster. So I, it, it it might be that you have some insulation compromised in there, but more than likely, where those transition areas meet, it's just protected with either shingle tins. Um, the, the sidewall flashing probably isn't done the way we would do it nowadays. So some things that you can do to really protect that area with ice and water shield, insulation, and ventilation, where you should be able to get away from having to throw pucks up there. This is a, a spot that's notorious for showing brown spots on ceilings. We we go into additions, Denny, where... And it just seems like wherever these additions are put onto the wall, that area isn't always addressed the way it should be. And it always is a, it's a weak spot in the system. 
being that it can create ice dams, it can cause leaking, it can be a void of an area where water can get to. There's a lot of different things that go into it, and there's some really small steps to take. Just put, put it this way, Denny. If doing it my way versus a normal roofer's way on these transition areas, you're talking maybe $150 in material on the job site, and I bet you we're only, what, 10% of roofers that actually do it this way. Hmm. We're actually going to want to remove all of the siding on that wall, and then we're going to run ice and water shield from the roof deck up the wall. Then we're going to replace all the siding. We're going to actually use a PVC uh, board wrapped in aluminum that's going to go in in the transition piece and with, our, with the shingle tins underneath it, and then we're going to run our shingles up to that. So it really is a protected area. Even if water or ice dams occur, it's going to be really hard for it to leak. 651-989-9226. I was looking at a text, and maybe you can uh, have an idea what this texter wants. But they want your opinion on the deck product that you can uh, apply, that can be applied directly over the existing boards. Initially, I was thinking just a stain, but it looks like they're talking about another product. Can you think of what that might be? You know, I, I, I've heard of these these liners uh, that you can put over a deck, and it's supposed to be, think of like bed liners or epoxy-type finishing, but I've heard really mixed reviews on that now when it comes to staining. And I do have a better answer for our EPA question that we had earlier oh, in the good. show. It's There's an EPA exotics or a penifin exotic wood stain that you should get. And again, try to remove all of the old stain that was on there because I don't know what was on there before. But if it was penifin, the nice part is you can reapply over the top of that. You just need to clean the deck off. You don't have to worry about removing all the stain. And like always, put it on thick, but dry it off. Use a lot of rags. Don't leave it puddling up and don't let it get tacky. Well, that's a good point. Read the directions. Absolutely. Correct. All right, let's take a break here. We will be back. If you have uh, any kind of a home improvement question, call it in or text it in. Again, it's the same number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-WCCO. We'll be back after this break. 49 degrees, almost at 50, uh, heading for near 70 today here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. Thanks to Linda's Construction for allowing us to have this show every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour. You want to call in your question this morning for Andy? 651-989-9226. Same number applies if you want to send Andy uh, your text. 651-989-9226. Well, Andy, we've got a bunch. Let's uh, see how many uh, folks we can help out here. Here's one. It says, can you paint old composite decking?" If so, what product can you use? I think that's the first time we've had that question. There are a couple of products that you can can use that have come out in the last couple of years. I'm not very familiar with them, don't really have any experience with them, so it's not something I can recommend, but I do know there are some specific products designed for painting some of our first runs at composite decking you know i have one of the very first composite deckings ever available this thing has weep holes in it meant for the water to be able to drain out and I still have it installed on on a smaller deck on the back of my house and i mean just pressure wash it once a year and it's still in pretty good shape all right well that's that that's really about all the maintenance you can do on, on those particular decks right mm-hmm 
but maybe I should try painting it. But it looks fine. It's not. It's not. I'm not worried about anything rotten. No, and I just need to pressure wash it from uh, the tree debris and the mildew that that can build up on it. Yeah, it does that. Let's go back to the phones, Andy. I think uh, Dara is calling in from Plymouth this morning. Good morning, Dara. You are on with Andy Lindis. Hello. Good morning. Uh, you were talking about the storm doors earlier, mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering if Andy could give me a guesstimate for installation of a new front door storm door a ballpark figure you know it, when, when we, we talked about this a little bit last week when it comes to front doors it really can run the gamut you know you you can pick a, a door cost material wise anywhere from two thousand to twenty thousand dollars depending on the styles that you choose that go in there having said that average front door uh, storm door combo install is going to be in that, I don't know, $3,500 to $6,000 range, somewhere in there. Okay. But again, if you uh, want uh, Linda's Construction to come out to your house and give you an estimate on uh, whatever the project may be, mm-hmm. that visit is free. Uh, just call them at 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Speaking of which, Andy, I mentioned it earlier this morning that uh, at least for the month of April, Linda's is offering... What is it, 75% off installation labor? We are, we are. On GAF Roofing, uh, Season Guard Windows, Infinity Windows by Marvin, and, of course, Leaf Guard Gutters. Yeah, wow, big deal. Say, speaking of uh, shingles, this uh, listener wanted your opinion. Is Timberline still a great GAF shingle product? It is. Out of um, all of the, the lines of shingles, we use the Timberline line a little bit more than most. Now, not all Timberlines are created equal. There are Timberline HJZ, which is a good shingle, and that's what the majority of the contractors around the country are going to use. When I say the majority, 90% of the contractors that use GAF are going to mainly install the HDZ shingle. We do not. That's we don't maybe five percent of our jobs get the HDZ shingle. The majority of our jobs are going to get the Timberline Ultra, the dual shadow. It's a little bit thicker, comparatively speaking, four bundles a square versus three bundles a square. The Armor Shield shingle, which is their Impact Class Four Timberline shingle, and then of course our Glenwood, which is the top of the line, best shingle that uh, has ever been manufactured, in my opinion. Very thick. And, again, a Class 4 rating. And, and I don't know why you would want to install anything but a Class 4 shingle in the, in the Twin Cities metro area. There's much hail as we deal with. And, and as nice as it is to get an insurance company to help you fix your house or pay for it, it's not a fun process, Denny. It really isn't. And once you've been through it once, you never want to go through it again. And I know, like, this, uh, we had a hailstorm earlier this year, like, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Came through Invergrove Heights. Small hail. A friend of mine had 16 different contractors knock on his door. Who wants to deal with that? <laughs> You're kidding. You put on one of our shingles, a Glenwood shingle, uh, or the Armor Shield, either one of those Class 4 shingles from GAF, you should be able to put a sign out in your yard and says, I, I have a hail-protected shingle. Please don't knock. Yes, go away. <laughs> There's a uh, listener that says, No, I have ice dams in new areas since I put on a metal roof. What can you tell this listener? Well, depending on the style of metal roofing. Now, if it's a metal shingle, I could see that happening. If it's a standing seam metal roof, 
that's pretty rare for that to happen. In my guess, it would be an installation error or there's something going on with your ventilation that wasn't installed properly with the new roof, and I would want to inspect that. Here's one that says, uh, trying to decide what kind of a garage door thickness installation is best. Uh, it is a tuck-under two-car garage. Listener has two companies that gave me a bid, and they are contradicting a few things, such as door size and suggestions. The current door is wood, nothing fancy, non-insulated. I do not want to spend a lot of money. I need to hire a company. What would you tell that listener? Well, I would look for an insulated door. I would buy the highest quality door I could afford. And I would get the largest door I could have. So that was one of the best things I ever did. Denny and uh, Black Hawk Garage, uh, you, you, you can look them up. Uh, Casey does a fantastic job. But I have one of the largest garage doors that they make. And, and the reason why I have such a big door is when I, when I designed this garage, I was going to put three doors in the front. And a friend of mine said, why don't you just make it two doors? You know, with uh, with your driving skills, a wider door is going to be a little bit easier pulling trailers in and out. And I said, <laughs> I, I don't know uh, to take that uh, how to take that, but it was really good advice. And these doors are very well insulated. And when it was thirty below, Denny, I was I was looking at them because just just the wind they faced north, and the wind was coming straight out of the northwest. And I was looking to see if it really made a difference with the air infiltration or anything. And these things are rock, rock steady. I couldn't get them to leak air. I was going around wow. with my smokestack. This, uh, it's a little vaporizer machine that we yeah. have to see air, air, air movement in a house, and, and they really did were installed right. So I can't Fantastic. say enough good things about those guys. Black Hawk Garage. Black Hawk Garage. Andy, we're out of time. Let's do this again next week. What do you say? Sounds great, Denny. Thank you. And a happy Easter to you and all the good Lindis folks and your family too, Andy, and, and we'll talk next Saturday. Sounds good. Happy Easter to you guys, too. Thanks, Danny. Thank you. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with those good folks, uh, get on the uh, web if you want, lindisconstruction.com, L-I-N-D-U-S, or give them a call, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Give them a call this coming week, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. 49 degrees in the Twin Cities. We're going to be near 70. 49 now on A3O WCCO.